Welcome to Grit, Guts, and Determination, the Leadville Race Series podcast. I'm your host, Cole Clover, son of race founder, Ken Clover. And I'm going to take you on a journey of rich storytelling through our now 40-year rich history. And I invite you to sit back and listen to these eccentric stories. But don't forget to take a few notes along the way because these eccentric stories are going to have tricks and tips to get you to that line come summer. So sit back, enjoy, and then we'll see you at home. We'll see you in Leadville. Leadville family, welcome to the newest edition of the Grit, Guts, and Determination podcast, 24 Carat Corner. This will be a monthly production. It will be roughly 24 to 30 minutes, and it will give you key advice to your upcoming Leadville Race Series event this summer. These episodes also have a video component, and you can see that on our Facebook page and our website. So sit back and enjoy this first episode of 24 Carat Corner Marathon and Heavy Half Weekend. Hey, Leadville family, and welcome to our newest addition to the Grit, Guts, and Determination podcast, 24 Carat Corner. We gave it this title because the info that we will uncover in this roughly 24-minute period will be worth its weight in gold to you on race day. But more so, we want to hear from you also. We will be posting on social media as these grow long throughout the summer, asking your questions and future episodes. In these monthly episodes, we will also address your questions as we go through race weekend, event by event for the whole 2020 season, covering what race weekend will look like for you. Um, today, I have marketing Senior Marketing Manager Ryan Cross and Race Director Tamara Jenlink with me. Uh, we're going to break down this fun and exciting information for you. We've also listened to you, our Leadville family and community members that make up our magical town of Leadville and believe we've come up with ideas that will help make your summer and their summer more enjoyable as we all come together to enjoy our magical cloud city. Tamara, let's start with you. What updates do you have from our Leadville family for our Leadville family concerning this summer's lineup of events? How's the snow looking? And are there any course changes? You know, Cole, update wise, thanks. I'm super stoked on this podcast. First of all, it's a big shift for us. Um, Ryan's been doing an amazing job of really leading the charge on developing ways that we're getting out to our community. And when I speak about community, I guess I think about our athletes, I think about our spectators and our crews, but equally the community of Leadville. And so this podcast is super exciting to me as an update and something new that we're doing and creating that access point for you to get to us in a variety of ways. Um, and I'm stoked, like we're gonna, you know, add some different dimensions to this that everybody, that Cole and Ryan will speak to as we move through. But here's another way that we can start to address some of the questions that you have, some of the, the pieces that are live and, and changing um, in the moment around each event. So pretty stoked on that update. And I hope that our, our local Leadville community under, you know, we are touching you as well. That's a big, huge piece for me this year is just how do we hear this community and the needs of the community and use these places um, like this podcast, like our um, 
social media platforms, all these different areas to actually touch on some of the issues that we hear from the community. And we'll be touching on some of those things today. Another update, we have a full-on expo this year. Pretty excited about that. Ryan will touch on that and give us a more in-depth look at that. Course-wise, we'll touch on some of those pieces as we move in. I mean, right now, to your question, Cole, we're trending well. Weather looks awesome. And Mosquito Pass looks very attainable. But as we all know, things can change pretty quickly um, up here in the Cloud City world. And so just stay tuned and keep an eye on those webs websites for webpage, the event itself for the marathon specifically. And what updates happen? I don't hope. I don't think we'll see any major snowstorms in June, but who knows? It has happened before. I mean, we sure could. I'm not holding my breath on that one, but I think they'd go pretty fast. Uh, let's start with the the most fun topic you mentioned, and that's the topic of expos. Uh, a lot of our athletes and family members are used to you know, good expos with our hundred mile events, but really excited the work we've done with the uh, marathon expo this year. And I'm going to let senior marketing manager, Ryan Cross, spend a few moments talking about that. Yeah. Thanks, Cole. Well, like Tamara said, we are introducing an expo to the marathon and heavy half weekend, which we're super excited about. So if you've been part of some of our bigger events, like the Leadville Trail 100 Run or the Leadville Trail 100 Mountain Bike Weekend, you're used to seeing an expo, but we've never had one. We've never had a big one here for Marathon and Heavy Half Weekend. So this is a pretty exciting change, and we're we're stoked to be bringing that to you guys. So um, here's what you can expect. We're going to have a variety of vendors out there. Uh, there's going to be outdoor brands, nutrition companies. We'll have some food and beverage on site, as well as some community vendors. Uh, there's a new local coffee shop in town called Zero Day. So we're excited to have them out. There'll be nutrition products from Goo. There'll be beer from Avery. And if you're not feeling the beer the day before the race, we'll have non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. But uh, but yeah, expect to see quite a few outdoor industry vendors there and just something to get you excited and get you motivated before race day. Um, that expo is going to go on from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday. So that'll be the day before the race. And that's also where packet pickup will be. So you can kind of hit two birds with one stone, go out, pick up your packet, kind of schmooze through the expo and enjoy that experience. The expo will be located right across the street from the start finish. So if you've seen any of our other expos, that's, um, that's on 6th Street and the dirt lot right across from where the start finishes for the marathon. So pop on over, pick up your packet, see some friends and kind of work your way through the expo and, uh, and have fun. We're also going to be doing a shakeout run with our partner, Trail Sisters. So Trail Sisters is led by Gina Lucrezzi, who is based out of Buena Vista. And Gina is actually a two-time winner of the Silver Rush 50 run event. So super excited to have Gina start, starting with us in the marathon weekend. She's actually going to be racing. Um, but on Friday, we're just going to do a shakeout run, and that'll be led from the expo. So expect to just kind of get those legs loose, get things moving, get ready for race day. Um, and lastly, like this is a pretty big change and just want to give a, a huge shout out to our Level Race Series team members that all contributed to, to bringing this awesome expo to the event. So Emily Nelson and Yasmin Sabetti that worked really, really hard to, to bring everyone together to create this really cool experience within the marathon and heavy half weekend. Thank you guys for, for putting this together. And of course, shout out to Athlete Services Manager Quinn for managing packet pickup at the expo. Well, thank you very much for those fun updates, Ryan. Um, and as we're going to kick off into the summer with, with this new expo and uh, these new pieces to the events, 
Uh, we're going to discuss parking uh, as we move into heavy half and marathon and heavy half weekend. Uh, we want to set a trend with parking with you. Um, we've discussed parking with both you, our Leadville family, and our Leadville community. And it's no secret that it's been an issue over the years. So we figure we want to attack it early this year. Uh, we're going to need your help to do so. So to hear what plans are in place, I'm going to bring forward uh, race director Tamara Genley to propose a few more peaceful parking solutions for you. Tamara? Thanks, Cole. Yeah, this is definitely a delicate topic. And we know that living here in our own backyard, that this comes up outside of event season. And so imagine when we start to create a huge influx around the events um, of humans in, in the neighboring areas, and it, it does become a, an even more tense potential topic. And so this has been a huge discussion. It's a huge discussion at the city, the county, every level possible, USFS, BLM, you know, whether we're out on course or we're in town. And so we're gonna start simple here and really think about how we can do things in town specifically. That'll be our first step and appreciate everybody kind of tuning in. You'll see this show up in your athlete guys, but the big kind of nuts and bolts of it is shuttle, shuttle, shuttle. Um, I wanna give you some do's and don'ts. I wanna talk about where to park. I wanna talk about um, how you can access some of those pieces. And a big part of it, you're just gonna need to check each event page as we get closer to those events and make sure of the, the, the most recent updates. But you'll see us really trending around using the community fields in town, the high school parking areas, and really working with our community partners to create space where we can direct traffic and park. And you can also park at your own place of sleeping or lodging, if you will. Um, so if you happen to be in a short-term rental or you happen to be at the Silver King Inn and Suites, those places also, obviously, if you can leave your vehicle there, that'd be awesome. And a lot of this is really built around hearing the community and hearing some of the pieces that are impacting us in Leadville hugely, not just with the race events, but certainly realize that when we start to bring, you know, 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 people in for an event, and then you have the people who want to watch, the people who are crewing, this is a huge impact and it does sometimes double and even triple our overall population in town. And so us being really avid in how we show up in this is huge. So I'm asking y'all to join us. This is a little bit of a call to action in terms of one area, so many of you reach out, I get your emails, like, how can we help? What can we do? How can I volunteer? How can I do these pieces? And this is something that we can all do. As you come into town, you're going to see event staff or, or crew, parking crew helping out to direct traffic. Stop and talk with them, listen to them, hear them, and actually head in the direction that they're, they're directing you. And if you're just here for the day, community fields, high school fields, the high school parking areas, those areas will be um, available to us. We will have maps attached to each event page as well so that you can kind of see the layout of where those places are, but we'll have staff out there. So just really tune in and help us out. Be a great human, be a great athlete, be a great spectator, um, be a great crew member. And let's try on this front to really put our parking hats on and, and go park in these areas. We've got shuttles that will deliver you back into town. They'll be moving and circulating regularly. You'll also have a shuttle tab under each event page that kind of gives you the layout of, hey, this uh, this shuttle will be circulating from the community fields every 15 minutes. So grab it. That means you're not stuck in downtown permanently. You can actually get back to your car when you need to. Um, and if I mean, use it as an opportunity to warm up. I always think this is a great place if I park, you know, the community fields itself are less than a mile from downtown. So that's not even enough warm up, is it? So 
anyway, some ways that we can show up and be awesome humans and really support and hear the community in one of the, the places that is a critical component that impacts and burdens this community. This is a way that we can help out. So thanks for asking. That is one thing I've heard from you all is how can I show up in that? And here's one way. So appreciate your support moving forward. We'll talk more about it throughout the season. Yes. Thank you, Tamara. And thank you, Leadville family, for your support on this delicate issue. We know we can make it a success if we all work together. Now, another thing that we're trying to get ahead of this year that we've uh, struggled with a little bit in the past and we're, we're trying to put a lot more attention to, and that's our detail on athlete guides and how you receive them. And to tell you a little bit more about that, I'm going to let Senior Marketing Manager Ryan Cross talk to you. Ryan, would you like to tell these people a little bit more about what to expect with athlete guides this year? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Cole. And and yeah, I mean, you know, as, as everyone knows, we made a lot of changes last year. We made a lot of changes to some of our major events due to, to COVID and some, some course changes and some, some pretty big, big changes that came close to the event. And our commitment this year is to make sure that we have all of that information to you as soon as possible. And for us, the best way to do that is, is obviously checking our website, but also in the form of our athlete guides. So this year, we're committed to getting athlete guides six weeks out prior to each event. So for Marathon and Heavy Half Weekend, that means first week of May. And in those athlete guides, that's pretty much all the information that you need to consume to be ready for race weekend. So that's going to be your event schedule, your crew support info, course maps, aid stations, cutoff times, awards, all that good stuff. So there's a lot to get into in there. And, you know, the purpose of today isn't to necessarily go through every detail of the athlete guide, but more so to just kind of kind of prepare you to, to know what to expect, to, to have that information to you early, to read through that, to make sure that you're constantly going back to the website and checking for updates if we have to make any last minute changes to course based on weather or anything like that. But but yeah, our, our goal this year is to, is to get you the information as, as quickly as possible and be as transparent as possible about any updates to, to, to this year's event. So one of the changes that we made to Marathon and Heavy Half weekend last year was actually separating the start of Marathon and Heavy Half and going to waves in a rolling start format. So I'll let Tamara speak a little bit to more, more to what that is and what you can expect to see on race day. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I think this is huge. Um, we did split last year, the marathon start and the heavy half start just to kind of break things up. And a lot of that is how do we make, how do we increase athlete experience, but how do we also keep everybody safe? So as we all know, we get to climb above 13,000 feet on this um, event. And if everything's working in our favor and we don't get a snowstorm in June, which is what we're hoping for, um, we will have access to that. And we also know that that last few miles up that path is a little bit smaller and can become congested. So by breaking things up and starting marathon at seven and starting the heavy half at nine, we're seeing a little bit more spread out of that experience and a little bit increased or a lot increased athlete experience, but it also increased the safety where we can get people um, emergency services up there. If we needed to, we can actually take care of our athletes and just overall increase that experience. So marathon, 7 a.m. start, heavy half, 9 a.m. start. And then what do we actually do in those starts? So we've got a rolling start um, to help us again, just spread things out, keep things moving. So it's not like a, a solid wave start like we have for the mountain bike. It's a rolling start once we start, and then it'll be about your, your bib as you cross over that timing mat. So um, if you're like me, I'm oftentimes can be a little bit close to the gun time when I actually show up for the start of a race. So 
you might find yourself back a little ways in that rolling start, but everything for you starts when you cross the timing mat and finishes when you cross the timing mat. So this rolling start again, just helps us break things up, split it, you know, spread it out a little bit as we leave town. And we'll see that for both events. We'll do that with the marathon and with the heavy half as well. And overall, what we're seeing is a trend of this, just helping kind of spread it out, but also increase our experience, just not elbow to elbow, getting out of town, a little less impact there. And Overall, the big piece is this is going to help us on Mosquito Pass and help keep everything moving along and also allow us all to enjoy those spectacular views up there at 13,000 feet. So that's kind of a huge component of why we have those breaks and those splits. And, and we see it working really well. So we're looking forward to, to implementing that again this year. Yeah. Thanks, Tamara. Yeah, I think one of the really interesting things about this is this was a change that we made in 2021, essentially to to adapt to the event to spread people out for COVID, right? And and in that process and in surveying the athletes after the event, I mean, we we learned that this was this actually made for a better event experience. So while it was initially something that we wanted to do to, to spread bodies out, in reality, we discovered in this process that this is this is actually a better setup for this event. Separating for to a 7 a.m. marathon start and a 9 a.m. start just helps spread everything out to give people that room that Tamara was mentioning. And so I think everyone really enjoyed that last year. And that's going to be something that we're going to move forward again with this year. And it's kind of how learning works, right, Ryan? It's like, oh, we tried it because of this. And then look what we learned as a process of that. So it has been a stellar um, educational piece for all of us and seems to be working well. Absolutely. And you're going to hear plenty more learnings that we took from 2021 <laughs> that are rolling into this year and hopefully making yeah. our races smoother and, and better for everyone. So totally. good deal. Um, jumping back to schedule a little bit, let's talk about awards. So at four o'clock on Marathon and Heavy Half Day, we will have our award ceremony. So in the Athlete Guide and on our website, we've got a complete breakdown of all the categories and what that looks like, age breakdowns, all that good stuff. So go ahead and check that out. But also wanted to just kind of get into the Leadville Trail 100 qualifying process a little bit. So for a lot of you, this might be a refresher. But for those of you that are new or fighting for your first slot, uh, this could be totally new to you. So I wanted to just kind of, as we kick off the season, kind of give a refresher course on, on what this process looks like uh, and what you can expect at the awards ceremony at 4 o'clock. So once we go through age group awards is when we actually get into the qualifying lottery. So um, essentially there's 50 qualifier coins up for grabs at this event. So 50 coins, 25 of those are based on performance and 25 are based are going to the event lottery. So the ones that are based on performance go through as we're doing age group awards. So those get distributed to each gender and age group based on the percentage of total athletes in those age groups relative to the whole field with a minimum of at least one slot going to every age group. So obviously some age groups have more people in them and there will be more coins dedicated to that. But we want to make sure that even the smaller age groups always get at least one slot. So no matter what age group you're in, you will have a chance to qualify for the 100 based on performance on race day. So that's the first 25 coins. The other 25 coins go into what we're calling our event lottery. So after we get done with age group awards, we do essentially a raffle, right? So we put your number in the hat. And as long as you finish under the under the, the cutoff time and you put your name in the hat, we'll draw those names and we'll kind of go down the line. So if someone's already qualified via their age group or doesn't want to accept their qualifier coin, we'll, we'll keep rolling down until someone does and until we get through all 25 of those coins. A um, couple quick notes on that. We do have to decide on site. 
whether or not you're going to compete in the hundred. So you can't take the coin and then decide a week later or two weeks or a month later, <laughs> but you do have the option to opt to 22 or 23. So we understand that obviously the hundred run is a, a huge endeavor and it's, it's a season long commitment or, or longer in some cases. And uh, we want to give you that chance to decide to race in 2023, if that's a better option for you. So you do need to decide if you're going to take the coin on site, but you get the choice of racing in 22 or 23. So that's kind of how that works. And that'll, that'll go on after we do age group awards and our performance-based qualifier coins. And yeah, that'll be at the end of the awards ceremony at four o'clock. So if you're planning on trying to scoop a qualifier coin, plan on attending the awards ceremony, you do have to be present to win. So we look forward to seeing you there. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. That's great information. Um, we did tell you that the athlete guides are going to be out six weeks in advance. I'm not sure we told you, you know, you can visit the website, leadvilleraceseries.com, go to your event, and it'll be uh, your athletic guide will be in there uh, for whatever event you are signed up for. Now, our final topic of the day, uh, something we can't do without is you our Leadville family and you, our Leadville family that volunteers with us. It's no secret that our wonderful volunteers are a lifeline keeping us on the rails. And, uh, you know, that's been a, a godsend. We are always in need and we also always love having you join us. Um, we're going to let Tamara talk to you a little bit about that. You know, this is a huge piece that is, the foundation, the backbone of every event that we do. Ken and Marilee started this so long ago and really understood that there was no way we were going to pull any of this off without you, our volunteers. And that holds true today. And there are multiple ways to volunteer. There are multiple locations and there's multiple days for each event. So coming into an event, we generally have um, a need for volunteers all the way up to the week, the weekend before, oftentimes of each event. So there's a lot of different ways. And the, and the best piece I can say is, you know, first of all, just thank you. I, there's no way we pull this off without you. Oftentimes in each event, we have 100, 200, 300 volunteers, multiple locations, multiple positions from aid stations to course marshals to um, flagging to course markings, all these different areas where we really need help and, and create a part of the family, the family component so that it's it's not just about a race coming in and setting up and doing this race, but it's really about all the different humans who come together to make this thing happen from our volunteers to our athletes, to our spectators, to our crews, and most crucially our community that we get to show up in. So please do come help us. We still have positions open within the, the marathon itself and the ways that you can do that. So we'll talk about a couple pieces here, but the easiest way is to go onto leadvilleraceseries.com, hit the volunteer tab, all the Directions are there for you to go in and set up, if you haven't already, a Give Pulse account. And the Give Pulse is the platform we use to be able to access all the events. And you go in, you follow those directions on the, on the volunteer tab under leadvilleraceseries.com. And from there, if you have an account already set up, you know, you go in and there's all the events for the summer. So you can really say, hey, I'm going to be here for a few weeks um, before the 100 run so I can help out with the mountain bike or I could help out with the stage race. Um, or I'm coming in early from the marathon. I'd love to help out with that or Silver Rush, et cetera. So all the events are there and you can log in and, and set that all up. Key point about this. We really, I'm making a move where we really want to see you make those accounts. I had 
stepped into this last year and noticed that we had a bunch of people who didn't necessarily have those accounts. And that makes it a little bit harder for us to track you. And why do we need to track you? Um, this is where things get fun for everybody involved, right? This is the thing that Ken and Mary Lee really, really worked out was how do we come back and thank you, our volunteers and compensate and, and really acknowledge the role that you play. That is about our hundred mountain bike and hundred run lotteries. So that tracking is huge and really want to put our emphasis and time and energy into making sure that you get that account set up so that when we come time to come back around for lotteries next year, we have you in there. We can easily go back and say, oh yeah, you, you did. Carrie Newell, you did go out there and you did do all those hours, those additional hours, oftentimes many of you do. So this is a place we're working on refining how you can make notes in there, get us information, but please go set that up. Follow leadbillraceseries.com, go to the volunteer tab, set that up. And as we all know, this is the place that you get that preference into those lotteries. So this is the huge kind of win-win for everybody. And currently we're set at 10 plus hours. I do invite you to, to pay to pay close attention and stay tuned as, as we will not make any drastic changes this year, but we may see some updates coming up in the future. But currently, 10 plus hours sets you up for preference into those lotteries and gives you an opportunity to jump in next year. You do need to use them within one year and for the following year. So those hours aren't good for this year, but they'll be so for 2022, those hours will be good for 2023. And we'll love to see you out there as an athlete the following year. Again, we can't thank you enough. We can't do this without you. It is all about you. Our volunteers really bring this thing together. So thanks so much. Very well said. Well, Leadville family, thank you very much for joining us for this first episode of 24 Carat Corner. Uh, we hope this information has given you some insight into what your marathon and heavy half weekend will look like. Uh, get those questions ready for next time. We will do a social post and you can you can submit those there. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to give us a like and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And we love all of you, our Leadville family, and we can't wait to see you at home. We can't wait to see you in Leadville. Well, there you have it, Leadville family. Thank you so much for joining our first episode of 24 Carat Corner. Please don't forget to give us a like or subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And we can't wait to see you at home this summer. We can't wait to see you in Leadville.